Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio, Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Joined as always by the semi-OG crew here, Mr. Grant Mona and Mr. Brandon Deutsch. Guys, I, I know that we we did this a little later because of the Clipper game, um, and I don't know which one you want to start off with, but I still want to say I'm glad that we waited till the very bitter end of that game because I still was, as just as a fan, I know that like logically I shouldn't even be thinking about this, but just as a fan, I was still freaking out that we were going to lose that game. Jihei, I have... I don't know. I mean, every time the Clippers play the Warriors, it just gives me PTSD back to when they had <laughs> Steph, Clay, KD, and everybody, and they were just cooking Jamal Crawford and Austin Rivers in the backcourt. And uh, whenever I see the blue and, and gold, I guess you can call it, from the Warriors, I don't care what their record is, Jihei, they're going to put up a good game against the Clippers. Uh, and that's exactly what happened last night. I mean, the Clippers did exactly what they needed to do, uh, essentially, and they just couldn't I mean, look, Clay Thompson coming into last night's game, and Brandon knows this, was 10 of 36 in his last 36 three-pointers. So what does he do? He scores 30 points against the Clippers on cue. Of course he does. Of course he's going to score that much against the Clippers. Uh, Steph Curry didn't have a good but it seems like there's a lot of teams, and Brandon can attest to this as well. Every time there are teams that are struggling and they play, or players that are struggling and they play either the Clippers or the Lakers, it seems like they have career nights or they have one of the best shooting nights of their careers. And that's what we saw. The, the Clippers were actually lucky to escape with that. They had a 16 point lead. Um, you know, they blew that in the fourth quarter. It got down to even one. Chris Paul pushed the lead down to one. Um, and then the Clippers kind of got their stuff together. They were without Paul George because he has hip soreness, and I'm assuming he's day-to-day. But with the Clippers, you never know. He could be out for weeks to weeks because that's just how they operate. But the Clippers, look, they've won six games in a row. They've won 11 of 14. Um, you know, I should be more happy than I am right now but it's just it's just what it is what it is i'm not going to get my hopes up until i see it for an even more prolonged period and um but they're playing great basketball james harden had his best game as a clipper he had 28 15 and 7 with four blocks and a steal i am so surprised by his defense as a clipper he's been actually really good um getting his hands passing lanes getting his hands on the ball um he's actually been really good in that aspect so uh, great win, great win. Obviously, they're they're on a roll right now. They have the longest active winning streak in the league. But um, 
you know, obviously some concern with Paul George and, and Kawhi looked a little bit banged up too. These guys are giving it their all. I got to give them credit, but, uh, it's only December. So you got to just, uh, you got to just, you know, pick and choose your battles, I guess, right now. They have a tough, uh, schedule coming up. They, uh, they they have one game left on the homestand, but they have a tough schedule coming up as do basically most of the teams in the West. So, um, I don't know, Brandon, I'll, I'll leave it off to you. I don't know if you want to add anything in there. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we know that we know the Clippers are a good basketball team. Like, you know, Grant, you sent that stat about teams that are top 10 in, you know, both, what is it, half court defense and offense, right? The Clippers are one of those five teams. They're, therefore, they're one of the best in the NBA. Okay. At the end of the day, I'm more worried about what they're going to do with Westbrook because he's become such a culture changer when he came into it. Now, we've talked about this. Harden, Harden and Westbrook cannot play on the same court together. They just can't. It's impossible to play for them to play on the same court at the same time in big moments and actually thrive and succeed when Kawhi and PG are out there. And toward the end of the game, you're going to need PG and Kawhi out there, right? Obviously, PG didn't play last night, but mm. I, I, I attest. I, something has to be done. Do they trade him? I want to know your thoughts there because he's such a culture. Yeah, but he's he's Russell Westbrook. You're going to play him 17 minutes a game? Listen, uh, Russell Westbrook isn't the problem with his team. He has been, actually, the metrics back this up. He's been one of the best defenders in all of basketball. He's one of the best guard defenders in all of basketball. And Ty Lue is starting to play James Harden and Russell Westbrook a little bit more. Um, I think he actually had them out of the rotation, you know, staggered uh, off of each other for a few games. But now they're kind of entering back together. And... I don't know if you guys watched, but last night they looked like the Rockets, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. I mean, James Harden threw a lob to Russell Westbrook, who got his head up to the rim and slammed it down on an alley-oop. They have been playing okay over the past two games. Look, I still don't think it's going to work. I think you have to separate them as much as possible. But it looks like maybe they've found a little bit of that energy and that spark that they had from their Houston days. Because I think we forget, like, when they were on the Rockets, they were sensational for a good, like, two months. Yeah, like but, very good for a yes. good two months, and I know, I know, I know. It was three years ago. I get it, Four. but three years ago in 2020. But oh yeah, um, you know, I, I just think that you know Russell Westbrook has a lot to give to this team. Like you said, he's a culture changer. He is a spark for this team. He comes off the bench, and yes, he may not have the greatest efficiency on offense, and yes, he may brick some shots and have a couple turnovers. But when he comes in, he provides a spark. Him and Norman Powell have been one of the best duos off the bench in the league. And that the metrics back that up as well. So I'm, I don't know why this narrative of trading Russell Westbrook is being floated around there. I think it's just Russell Westbrook fans that are trying to say, oh, well, he deserves 35 minutes. He's not getting 35 minutes a game on any NBA team this year. I Ever again. That. So Ever his again. role now, right. So his role now is to be that guy off the bench that can provide a spark and give you some, look, he's one of the best guard rebounders still in the NBA. I mean, he goes up there and gets those rebounds. So, He's a he's okay for the Clippers right now. I have no issues with him being in the rotation. I mean, the question is, does he have an issue? No, Will he, he if it continues he, to be like this. He looks like he's minutes found a game? joy. No, he looks very he happy looks on the bench. He's he cheering on his happy. teammates. Yeah. He is getting into the huddle. Um, I see nothing wrong with how he's I, acting right now. I hope that it all works out, and you know. But I just feel like at the end of the day, one of the big egos is going to. It's probably James Harden. It's going to be unhappy at some point, and I just think that's going to ruin the team in the playoffs. Well, I, well, I, I just think happen. at some point. I mean, it's looking great right now, but like at some point, when you have four guys that have been so ball dominant and so like like superstars their whole career. 
you know, Westbrook, it's going to take a toll on him mentally. I'm just telling you right now, playing 17 minutes a game, like that is worse than when he was on the Lakers, like minutes-wise. And it's going to take a toll on him. He may look fine right now, but he knows he can provide more. And granted, he probably can, but it's hard, right? Because now you have Harden, and I know... Grant, you th- you're saying, oh, they're playing well together. Yeah, it's because Harden's shooting better, right? He's shooting better from beyond the arc, which is gonna, which helps. That's not going to be sustainable. I just think, like, at the same time, a guy that talented who averaged what twenty four, eight and eight, and then yeah. more than that, more than, and kind of single handedly kept you in game. I just think it's kind of disrespectful. It's just unfortunate for him to be playing that many minutes for James Harden. But that's just my my take on that. But hopefully, That's true. hopefully well, nothing happens I, on that. I do agree with you in the sense that Russell Westbrook's minutes should go up and Paul George and Kawhi's minutes should go down. They're playing way too many minutes. And I don't know if like Ty Lue is just throwing... I mean, Kawhi looks dead tired. And he's playing professional basketball, but... Towards the end of that game last night, he looked just dead tired, dead legs. Um, he still had some some umph to to his shot, but it's gonna take a toll, like you said, Brandon. If they keep doing this, if they keep running out these guys and shortening the rotation to what eight nine players, it's going to take a toll on them. I'll eventually. never like Tyloo. I'll never like him. Never <laughs> been a good coach. Never will be. I don't care what anybody says. They everyone acts like he's a top five coach in the NBA. When you have a guy that can average twenty points per game off of the bench and you don't even play him, not even one minute. What are you doing? I'm sorry. I have no respect. We're talking about like Bones that. Highland, by the way, if you guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, everyone, <laughs> everyone, every, everyone knows it. Everyone knows that he's not a good yeah. coach. Like, within that, no basketball. Like, you ask anybody, like, oh, yeah, he has friends that are on TV saying he's a good basketball coach. But if you talk to people who, like, really know basketball, I hate to say it. He's not. LeBron carried him to a ring. I mean, what and, else has he accomplished? And the that thing, Brandon, about it. The Western Conference Finals. Yeah. That wasn't and like Ty Lu being a master class. Terrence Mann looked like the second coming of Christ in that series. <laughs> and the thing about it, Brandon, and that you bring up a good point because uh, there's a lot of media narrative about Ty Lu and how he's one of the top three coaches in all of basketball and, you know, this and that about how great he is scheming wise. And he's the perfect guy to manage these egos. But if you ask, cause I know a lot of Clipper fans. I'm a part of a couple Clipper group chats. I follow everybody on social media and on Reddit, whatever. The ball court. And something I wanted to add here too. Is like in the uh, like back, like in the that'd be a different story from all things I've heard from people I've you know talked to they think they say he's a great teammate he has done nothing yeah. but great things yeah. and the time in Denver there were egos whatever he was averaging seventeen points per game almost as a rookie at one point and uh Jam- for a stretch and Jamal Murray got a little his ego got a little hurt a little bit yeah. a couple guys you know they butted heads uh, yeah. he wanted the ball in his hand a little more that's why he was traded despite mm-hmm. his sheer talent. I just can't, I can't look at, I know we've been saying Kawhi Leonard, yes, he needs to play more and he needs to, you know, be more consistent. He's been doing just that. But you can't tell me in a right mind any good coach would be playing Kawhi Leonard who's coming off of how many surgeries from his knees? Yeah. 38 minutes a game over the, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what, 35 min, like max, in my opinion. That's crazy. That is great. James Harden played 42 minutes. James Harden's still getting into basketball shape. Why is he playing 42 minutes? You have Russell Westbrook off the bench that can do the exact same thing. Maybe to a lesser extent, but like, you know, he needs to stop. He doesn't know what to stagger. How is he an NBA coach? She doesn't know what to stagger superstars. If he's giving a collective uh, thought to it, because if if the fans see it, I just don't get how you let it go this long and like don't make the rotational changes. I just don't. I don't get it. I honestly, and this is not just in, with the Clippers. I see this 
all the time with a lot of teams, not just in basketball, but in baseball and in and a collective amount of fans see it. And yet the front office and the coaching staff just doesn't get it. I don't, I, I, I'm so like, I, I don't understand. Well, there's something to be, a lot of time. be said about a fan's voice, right? Um, that's why we see a lot of people in media today succeeding by being right. the fans, just yeah. like people that mm-hmm. were just are a fan of a team or of, of a sport that become, that speak their mind, right? They're not, they're not going to be silenced by anyone. That's, there's a reason why those people are becoming successful. It's because they can connect with the fans and they're, I, look, I mean, it, there, there are a lot of things, Grant, but I just wanted to talk about Darvin Ham really quick and how he staggers LeBron and Davis. Sure, sure. Um, I think he does an excellent job with his rotations. Uh, in the past, like last year, we questioned it a lot. I think he's been an excellent basketball coach this year. I mean, he's playing Cam Reddish like the perfect amount of Vanderbilt, not letting him get exposed on offense, you know, because he's still coming back off that injury. Um, you know, when LeBron plays, he's like really, I know like later, late in the game when you need LeBron, like sometimes he'll eclipse that 36 minute mark, but he's pretty like, okay, if this game's close, we're sitting out for a certain amount of time. Same thing with Davis, Jackson Hayes, Christian Wood kind of gets them in the mix, uh, picks games and matchups that might be good for them. I just see like the, uh, the difference there is our hand uses like eight, nine, 10 guys at some point. Why aren't you doing that early on in the season? This is a time of learning. This is not April. It's December. Like, you know, right. it's not going to hurt if you try a guy out for 10 minutes. Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you in the sense that with the Lakers roster depth-wise being one through 14 deep, and this is kind of, I felt like the reason why they got all this depth in the first place is because they knew LeBron was getting older. They wanted to lim- limit his minutes a little bit. They knew Anthony Davis has, has been in- injury-prone in his past he hasn't been this year good um, so i figure okay you get a guy like Chris, like jackson hayes you get guys like tory and prince um you have guys like austin reeves that are in their 20s you should be playing them a lot more now like you said brandon now is the time to do it because darvin ham i mean say what you want but he has a lot on his plate in terms of who to play where to play them when to you know how to play them so I do understand that you have to, you know, kind of manage minutes, but right now is where you can experiment. This is when Darvin Ham should be experimenting. You should be stations and Tyler well, as well. But, think but about what we talk sports dialogue, and I'm sure Jihei can agree on this. Think about like all of the past like eight or nine or ten contenders, like the final four teams. They always yeah. have a young emerging yes. like, guy who comes in and provides minutes. Christian Brown last year from Kansas, you know, GA was really high on a Kansas. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. Um, came in, provided minutes. Sam Watson when there were injuries. Austin Reeves, even though the Lakers didn't win the championship, the emergence, uh, um, even if you go to the Warriors, it was Kuminga and Cole. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, the Clippers, I'm sorry, who's their young guy that's emerging? They're playing Kobe Brown seven minutes a game. You're going to have all these older dudes just go out there and yeah, experience helps, but you need fresh legs at some point to help you in a playoff series. I guess the one guy is Terrence Mann, but he's not even young. Like he's a five year veteran. He's 22. Yeah, he's a five year veteran. He's like 27 years old. But I mean, yeah, you say Kobe Brown, but he's not even playing like significant minutes to where you can point he's at. He's also him a senior like, okay. citizen. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I know. I understand that. But no, you're right. Like, they have to get younger, and that's the reason why P.J. Tucker's out of the rotation. I can't believe they even did that. It's a, been a blessing, and that's why they probably won all these games. Okay, um, he's still on Harden's bankroll. He'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it, it's just so odd that sometimes you see, you know, early in the season, I know that you can't afford to drop games, especially in such loaded 
conferences now that we have. We have one through 12 that can get in. Um, I understand that, but now is the time where you should be experimenting and throwing younger guys out there and seeing what sticks. Try it out. Like I, that, that's, I feel like I, it, it might be a stubbornness. It might be like hard headedness of a veteran coach like Ty Lue or Darvin and Darvin Ham's a younger coach, um, in terms of his time as a head coach. But I feel like maybe that's it to where you cater to the veterans. You cater to what they're, they want and the rotations that they feel is the best as opposed to what you actually feel like. So. I, I don't know where it is, but I mean, look, the Clippers are doing well right now, so I can't really say, you know, what's good and what's not. Obviously, the things that they're doing now are pretty good, but um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I will say this, at least it still looks exciting, right? Like, they're still yeah. playing exciting ball. They're still playing possible contention ball. This actually reminded me, this game, and I want to switch soon off this topic. I'm sure everybody's sick of us. Talking about the Clippers, but um, <laughs> but forget y'all. We're going to talk about. I'm just kidding. Um, so <laughs> I, I do want to say that you know preseason, and I know nobody ever watches preseason basketball, but if you ever did watch the Clippers in preseason, this is kind of what they looked like, right? They yeah. looked like this yeah. fun, ex- the, that new fun, exciting team that they mm-hmm. of yore, you know. And this is before mm-hmm. Harden got onto the right. uh, onto the roster, so. At least well, who was balling on the, on those preseason teams? Oh, yeah, it was oh, Bones dude, Island. amazing, Bones Highland. <laughs> yeah, oh, poor Bones. Can't we're, believe he's not going to send him to the Lakers. Like, no, uh, no, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, no. We're, we're no. not using him. <laughs> no, you've been. You guys won't use him either. You've had the Y'all Lakers have not used him either. You have had BJ Boston as like a caterpillar for like eight years. Turn that Listen, guy into a butterfly. I, hold on, before, I move, before on, we move on from the Clippers, I want to give a shout out to Amir Coffee who had 19 oh, points. Oh, you stole my shout out. <laughs> it, sorry, sorry. In the role that Paul George, I mean, filled in for Paul George since he was out, he was fantastic tonight. And what is he, Brandon? A young player that can play defense. Weird, weird how that so. works. No, it's Weird good. How that those G, a lot of the guys that develop in the G League can provide solid NBA minutes. We've always been huge, like huge testaments of, you know, you could add two more NBA teams, put them all G Leaguers, and they'd still compete. I mean, there's some sheer immense talent in the G League. No, sure. no, there's no, there's obviously no question on that. You know what? I, I actually was talking to my boyfriend about this earlier about how we've kind of, I, I'm sure this is not a popular opinion. We only have like three minutes left, but um, how. Uh, AAU has kind of, and Kobe even said this over 10 years ago, right? 10, 12 plus years ago, that at, at that time we were falling behind, um, AAU kids were falling behind the Europeans. We're already there. We're there at that point right now. I personally believe like we don't like these. It's so sad that we're highlighting these guys. Like this, this show in particular is highlighting these guys that, you know, are playing defense. They're the scrappy guys. They're like the great guys that, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to win you the, the titles, right? Um, the, those guys don't really exist anymore. They're falling by the wayside, at least in my opinion, uh, are falling by the wayside. So it's great to see an Amir Coffee, and it's great to see Harden Hustle. It's great to see those guys you know, have those intangibles because um, I don't think that we're seeing them uh, really quick. Um, really, really fast, I just wanted to go over that blowout of a Chargers game. Just your thoughts on, um, you know, where... Oh, we're going to have go the whole ne- next segment on that. Oh, I was going to give it to Shohei because he just got uh, introduced as a Dodger. So I wanted to <laughs> give him his shine. My soul. We have a lot of Dodger news. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm fine with. I'm fine with. We can. We can make the. We can make the audience wait. It's fine. It's cool. Uh, you know. You guys <laughs> might just have to wait till the second segment to 
find out about, about Shohei and then well, what's, no, to, say, about, what's look, to say about Shohei? Yeah, he looks sexy in a Dodger uniform. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is no, there No, but the say? Dodgers made a few moves that we do have to get to, which you guys will probably hear about in the second segment. They made a move or two, so we got to get to that. Might be, a, might be a bonehead move long term. Well, yes, but uh, let's talk. I mean, I don't know. We have a little bit of time left, but the Chargers, what an abomination. I mean, Staley should be fired. He, he should have been fired should have been at fired halftime. halftime. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, James. I would have fired oh, him last Last year, but we all well, know right. that the organization right. is cheap AF. So, like, we right. they don't want you know they're going to wean out his contract. Yeah, and that that's just such a disturbing to this wonderful team that is the Chargers. Like, that's a, that's a Spanos thing, though. Like, uh, you, you I know. and again, I get it. I get it. I get the cheapiness. He, of, he's of gonna, it all. He, he's wants to keep him the whole year, but I I don't think you can anymore. Like, I, I'd be surprised if by the time you're listening to this radio show, um, that he's not fired already. Like straight up. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. There's the, no reason. The, the, there's you're, no you're reason to keep them. Yeah. They're, 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 you're absolutely right. I'm not debating you. I'm just saying I don't know if it's going to actually happen, specifically because of the past of this franchise and of this team. Um, I mean, the they're so bad right now. Just promote the assistant coach, give Staley his bag, and send him home. Like, I mean, at this point, uh, they, look, there's nothing you could do. Like, and I guess at the end of the day, too, they're not really paying him a crap ton of money, right? It's like $4 million that's a year. That's why they got him. That's why they got him. It was a cheap hire. It was yeah. a bad hire. I mean, they're having this guy call plays. He's a defensive coordinator, and he rode his McVay's tail to success. You and know, Aaron like, Donald, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, he's not. A, he's never been a good football mind. Yeah, well, um, we, we got to cut it short and uh, go to break. But when we come back, obviously, we'll keep talking about Chargers. We'll talk about Dodgers, sh- talk about Shohei and some um, upcoming news that has already broken. But we're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it, guys, here on the Hiroshima Kazi Show on the Mighty 1090 ESPN Radio, Southern California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big. We go all night. And here, everyone is invited to get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back, guys, to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Supporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Best in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, please call our hotline. It is still there. Yes, you guys, our hotline is still there. At 310-400-0340. Okay. I want to say let's go to the Sporting Tribune um, guest hotline, but I mean, is this really the Sporting Tribune guest hotline when we're always on this show? So I'm just going to say we're um, <laughs> this segment again presented by the Sporting Tribune here with uh, the infamous Brandon Deutsch and Mr. Grant Mona. Um, Brandon, since you weren't here for uh, Seg 1, how how you living? How, how have you been? Oh, man. This is honestly the best time of my life. The Niners are good. The Lakers are good. I don't care about the Angels anymore. So I cover them. So I do care about them, but I don't, I'm trying to put my bias aside right now. I'm just, 
rolling with my football and basketball teams. Can't couldn't be better. Trying to enjoy the moment, whatever happens this year with both of those teams. I mean, speaking of enjoying the moment, you must be enjoying this Laker moment right now, right? Um, beating oh, yeah, San last Antonio two and zero. Yeah. Um, how how's that? How did that stick in for you? Look, I Grant and I both texted about this before the Mavericks game. We knew they were going to come out sloppy. You know, they wanted to just one. You know, they gave their all in that championship game uh, of the in-season tournament and the Lakers literally win every game if they're leading after like the first or second quarter like if they're leading at halftime they almost always win um <laughs> and you know they were down again in the first quarter um no Jared Vanderbilt so I mean I wrote about this in the write-up for that game a few nights ago no Jared Vanderbilt which is like all, almost as instrumental to, it sounds crazy as LeBron and Davis being out like it's almost as instrumental because especially against a guy like Doncic because then you have to double him because Reddish can't cook, like can't stay on him one-on-one as good as Reddish has been playing. It's really difficult, okay? So everyone was doubling, and then Exum just made shots. Grant Williams made shots. That's nothing you can do about that. You kind of take that risk when you're doubling Luka. But if they had Vanderbilt, by the way, won that game, I truly believe that. Um, but, you know, they came back the next night. They could have taken another night off, but they knew they had to take care of business against a team that had lost, I think, 17 in a row. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, they won. They looked dominant for three quarters. And then, you know, they kind of coasted at the end. But Davis looked excellent. He's looked excellent on a night-to-night basis. He is an MVP candidate. I don't care what anybody says. Him and LeBron are. Um, and he's definitely my favorite for the defensive player of the year. I just think on a nightly basis, his versatility, I guess, Gobert. But we know Gobert folds in big moments. So that's the only thing I always have on him. Regular season <laughs> player. Davis does this in the playoffs. We saw it last year. No one can guard uh, Nikola Jokic. So if you listeners are in your head thinking, well, he, you know, Nikola Jokic cooked him, well, no <laughs> one can guard him except Zubac. Apparently, Vicious Zubac yeah. might be a, must be a Euro, a Baltic states kind of thing, <laughs> a European thing. Um, but at the end of the day, very happy where they are. I do expect them to win Friday too. It'd be sixteen and ten heading into the next week. They get a long weekend, which is good. They're off uh, Saturday, Sunday. So I want to know who the heck says that Davis, if not con- if he's consistent, is not a candidate for MVP. I want to know a lot of people. Ryder or anybody. He's got. He's got. This. It's to a lesser extent, but he's got. Grant can attest this. He's got some of the LeBron hate. Like you're picked number one. You're supposed to be a generational talent. I think he's lived up to the hype personally. Um, I think he's one of the greatest two way players we've ever seen. Just his defensive versatility at six eleven is unparalleled it's like paralleled by very few players in nba history he is you know there are times when you know he's a bit quote soft you know he coasts and i think that's where he gets a bad rap from some people but this year he's looked excellent i I give him credit he's playing through minor injuries which is not something he did before and what did we talk about the last time we were on jihei we said Kawhi leonard needs to start turning it on so he can (laughs) keep his body prepared and what does he do he averages 36 a game over the next two games and davis has been doing the same thing we wanted davis to do the same thing and he's been consistent. Laker fans should not be complaining. They should be complaining about D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Wait, I was just going to say something because we were talking about this before we came on. Is that we finally need a Clippers-Lakers playoff series. And with both teams kind of playing like this, it just gets me more excited for that. Like if that would happen. I don't know how it would happen. I mean, I guess you could do like a 4-5 seed scenario. If the 
Lakers get the four seed, but I think the Lakers are better than that because the Lakers, I think, uh, you know, Brandon, you and I have talked about this, and I said this in the first segment, is that I, I still believe that they're going to be a top three seed just based off their roster alone. I mean, one through 14, they're fantastic. I mean, Torian Prince has gotten it together after a little bit of a slump as well. He's been shooting it pretty well. He had 17 last night against the Spurs. Anthony Davis, I, I told Jihei this in segment one. I said, if Anthony Davis is playing like this, I mean, and LeBron is playing like he's five years younger. I mean, this is, I don't know who can beat them. And I know that we just saw Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets beat the Lakers, but Anthony Davis wasn't playing like this. And LeBron wasn't playing like this. He's finally healthy. He was playing like he was before the foot injury, which is scary if he continues to be healthy. And same with Kawhi and Paul George. They've played the most games together to open a season through this whole era. I mean, they've played 23, 24 games to start together. So if you have those two teams playing healthy, playing well on a streak uh, they are two of the best teams in the league and i i know that's a lot to say because there's teams that's like the timberwolves and no. the thunder no because i gotta give credit to the thunder and the timberwolves and i gotta give credit we'll to have the no postseason success at least right. the Clippers I, have made the western conference finals. exactly i understand that and that's why i kind of give them the edge they have guys with experience and the yeah. lakers depth wise talent wise is up there with the celtics and some of these teams that have deep rosters and the I pelicans so yeah. I would love to see this not just for the LA thing, but just basketball wise, it would be so fun. I think. I mean, I think fun. that. Yeah. No, sorry, Brandon, to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say I think it's a perfect matchup. You've got two very similar teams. They win on defense. Uh, they control the pace. They have some ISO dominant players like LeBron, Davis, uh, Kawhi, George. I know Jihei can attest, but no, I'm no, one of those Laker was... fans that. It, I I want the Clippers to succeed too. Like I there there's no Laker fans that kind of think oh screw the Clippers. Like I don't understand. We have 17 them, titles. Me. We have 17 titles, bro. Even if they get one, if they beat us in a playoff series, it's not going to matter. They're out of the stadium at the end of the year. So I just want to see good basketball, and I really love. I would love that matchup. So I was just going to concur on that one. It's the last year of us in crypto. How great would that be? Oh, yeah, the so Clippers cool. and the Lakers had that. I mean, that's. I mean. And that's what you want, right? Um, like battle for LA or the um, and let's let's also Laker fans. I would just like to point out we have beaten y'all in the last decade, and you got one on us. What this whole entire time? <laughs> yes, granted you made the playoffs and you went and you. But at the end of the day, like if you want to just talk about the record between each other, I'm not even talking about the playoffs right now. Playoffs, we ain't talking about playoffs. I'm just talking about just in general in crypto for the last decade. We've owned you, like owned yeah. you. So I would love to see, yeah, I would love to see a playoff contention between the two of these teams. Playoffs between the two of these teams. You know, Grant will love this. You know what it reminds me of? Like in the regular season, um, the the Clippers have just dominated the Lakers, and then the in the playoffs, the Lakers have a ring, right? It's kind of like the Niners to the Rams, where the Niners just absolutely (laughs) pulverize the Rams like ten straight in the regular season. They haven't lost like five years, and then the one game in the playoffs, they lost to them. So I just I kind of think that's hilarious. That's very similar. Like you could make the argument, oh, the Niners dominate the Rams. Yeah, but the Rams won when it mattered, and the Lakers did too. So you know, it's like the end of the day, regular season doesn't mean crap to these two organizations the clippers i know they have zero titles but they're not playing for participation medals they won a championship that's why they got Kawhi and paul george don't listen to any of the bs online where people are like oh clippers clippers no they got Kawhi and paul george they have a legitimate team i think harden hurts the chances a little bit but if he can be unselfish like this if he continues this which i doubt because in the past he's 
turned into a selfish player in the playoffs and an ISO dominant guy. If he can play like this the whole season into the playoffs, there's a chance for the Clippers. There's no denying that. They play defense. Yeah, no, I, I want I wanted to ask you guys since you switched over a little bit to that Rams uh Niners analogy, I want to ask you guys about is there really a new Super Bowl uh logo out there? I, I think I shared it with you guys on the group chat, but I'm I'm wondering because I'm trying to look this up and I can't find it. Like the purple and uh red oh, yeah, one is yeah. still there. Yeah, that's that's the purple. That's the one for this year. So that's that's kind of yeah. purple and, and red, huh? Brandon and I have been talking about this for a long time. Look, my Super Bowl pick was my, my my Super Bowl pick was Ravens Niners, and just so happens that the, there's purple and red in the in the logo. When the Rams beat the the Bengals, it was blue and orange or yellow and orange or something like that. And then last year it was green and red, Chiefs and Eagles. <laughs> yeah. So if and it happens before, again, the year before it was like red and like uh, black and for like black Buccaneers for or something. Buccaneers. Yeah. yeah. So was, if this is, if yeah. this keeps happening, look, I I still believe it's going to be Ravens Niners regardless of the logo. But if this keeps happening, I mean, the NFL has to change it up a little bit, right? I mean, this can't. Keep, they're just going to admit to it being rigged. That's basically what they're doing. I mean, well, what I don't understand. Well, I, I just have a quick question for you guys. What I don't understand is why yeah. they do it so like how early do they need to put in the Super Bowl? Logo? They claim that it's yeah. supposed to be the six, like you know, colors, quote unquote. But like, I don't think of Vegas and think of purple and red. You know, like no. I also think it also like I, the conspiracy theory can be to buy. I mean, they're they're also the two most complete teams in the NFL yeah. right yeah. now. So I mean, like the Niners by far the best team in the NFC right now. In the um, league, you know, the Cowboys are playing well, but like just to overall in the and league, the Ravens, um, you know best all-around team in the AFC. They have the best defense because Cleveland's now hurt, and they have Lamar Jackson and a bunch of playmakers like Odell's playing. Odell is just a big-game player, man. Um, the Rams should have re-signed him. I really think they should have brought him back because I know you have Cup and you got Puka now, but mm, that guy just shows, so much up, money. In shows so much up in money. big moments. I know, but you got, I know. But you have cap room. And maybe you can get him next well, year. Next year, that's what I'm next saying. Next year, you can get him. Um, but I thought I that was it. pretty. I thought that was pretty funny that yeah, the logo. Uh, but again, I would not be surprised if it's Niners Ravens. In fact, I would be surprised if it's not Niners Ravens. I would be more surprised if it's not Niners Ravens at this point than mm-hmm. if it if it was. Um, the SoFi is now going to be the um, place for the next Super Bowl in 2027. Um, again, <laughs> it's going to be at SoFi again. Um, if uh, when this is the case, will you guys go? I know this is like putting the card ahead of the horse, but will you contemplate even going to this one? Well, Brandon, what was your theory that it's going to be, what, Raiders? Well, Raiders? it says, <laughs> if that color is true, it's like gray and... Uh, in, it um, looks it's blue, though, dude. It looks blue? There were yeah, two I different ones. It was. It, was gray, it, it was gray and... Uh, what did I say? It was gray it and blue, red. Was it? it was I gray and blue. It was blue. That means the Raiders are going to be there? What other team is gray? Cowboys? Cowboys? Oh Cowboys. <laughs> is that when the Cowboys make the Super Bowl? Trey Lance led Cowboys? No, no. <laughs> it's funny because 26 is uh, red, so that means the Niners or Chiefs will be there, right? So. But isn't it in Santa Clara soon? Yeah. It's in San- yeah, yeah, it's, it's 2026. Yeah. yeah, and they called all the all the San Francisco Niners beat reporters are saying, "Oh, San Francisco's hosting, or the Niners are hosting back to back Super Bowls." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, bro, come on, that's so mean." I've never, oh, come I've, on. I've, I've, I've always been like, 
can't talk crap to the Rams because they beat beat us in the one game that I hate fans that are like, oh, screw the Rams. It's like, well, they beat us. I would trade all of those wins for that win in the playoffs. And here's the thing, Brandon, that I want to say is that if the Rams do get in, well, I'll ask you this. If the Niners get get in and the Rams get in, who's the one team that the Niners don't want to face? Probably the Rams. Um, They've played the most complete uh, against the 49ers of any team this season um, that, you know, when they were fully healthy. They had Debo, they had McCaffrey, they had Trent, and that was a game down to the wire that the Niners had to come back and win. And all this talk about Purdy can't come back. I mean, he came back against the Eagles. I know it's not in the fourth quarter comeback. Came back against the Eagles, came back against the Seahawks last week, might be down again against the Cardinals. I mean, that's just a false narrative. Kyle is one in like, uh, like he's terrible in the fourth quarter when trailing. But again, coming back is a different thing. Um, I think the Rams are a very complete football team. I think they're dangerous. I think they're the one team no one wants to play, not just the Niners. Cowboys don't want to play them, even though the Cowboys beat their, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, they're playing really good football defensively. I didn't think they'd be this good defensively, Grant. Like, Akella Witherspoon's been great. Byron Young, like, got Donald, obviously, but now they're getting some help on, so he doesn't have to be doubled as much. He's getting Mm -hmm. some more pressure on the quarterback. And offensively, Stafford, he's a gunslinger. He's always going to be good. Like, he's one of those guys. He doesn't, you know, doesn't get out of the pocket and run. He'll play till he's like 40. You know, he'll probably be right. good to like Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady stuff. Like he'll play like four or five more years. So I, I mean, think the they're a dangerous that, team. The fact that they're still in the hunt, that just speaks volumes right yeah, now. But this, all the teams, they they're better than every other team in the hunt right there. In my opinion, I, I, I agree. The Ravens, I, I, they I agree. should have beat the Ravens and they were close with the Niners. If you can take and, both of them, and they should have beat the Eagles. So if they were I want to say something. I want to say something because the Vikings are in a playoff spot and they just beat the Raiders three to nothing. Three points the whole game. And so the Rams go and play the Ravens, the team that I picked to go to the Super Bowl, the team that a lot of people are picking to be the best team in the AFC, and go to overtime and lose in overtime and they get a loss. And now they're on the outside looking in. It just goes to show, like, not every loss is built the same. Like, you can lose, you can win three to nothing, and you still get that W and you're still in the play. It just hurts so much because the Rams <laughs> played their behinds off against a very good team, but they have nothing to show for it because the Vikings played the Raiders and scored three points. It's just that that goes to show, like, strength of schedule matters down the stretch. And like, the Rams have an easy strength of schedule in the, the last, last four games. Well, yeah, sit your players, you Brandon, please. Sit your players. Well, if they have the one seed, if Philly, if Philly, hold on, if Philly, if the Cowboys lose like two more games and Philly like loses to Seattle this next weekend, because I doubt Philly loses to the Giants. I hate to say it, Chihei. Oh, no, 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 no. They're playing great. I, I, would, I would hope for that. But if the Niners went out until that last game, they'll sit players. If the Eagles lose and they're two games up and they already have it locked up, the one seed, they'll sit everybody. They'll play Sam Darnold or like, you know, they're third, That's still, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Sam Darnold's good. So, I mean, he's just never had a shot. Any Jets quarterback, you can't really gauge. Like, even Zach Wilson threw 350 yards last week. You thought Tim Boyle was better than him? Like, come on, dude. I want to give like, a shout out to Hayes' team. Because yeah, they helped, they helped the Rams out. They beat the Packers. Devito. We, we did Tommy help you guys. Yeah. Tommy DeVito <laughs> and Zach Wilson were Roxy. AFC and NFC players of the week. Can you believe that, hey, Jihei? You guys, um, I I can because he's three and zero right now. But um, <laughs> I, but um, I'm actually I'm not hating on Tommy DeVito. And guys, you got to say his name right. It's uh, Tommy Cutlets. Yeah. Tommy <laughs> Cutlets. There you um, go. I'm not. I'm not hating on it. I'm glad. I'm, you know what? Good for you guys. I'm glad that. I, I guess we're still in the hunt. 
Yeah. Football season's been over. For, I know, how crazy is that? Um, football season's been over for me since like October 15th. So I, I don't I've, know. I've, I've kind of, maybe I'll come Stop back to magic. He's, he's, he's got, you know, what he's got, he's got like that Tim Tebow Broncos year type <laughs> magic where he got into the playoffs and they made that pass to, you know, RIP Thomas. He's, he's dead Thomas. now. Yeah. RIP. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, they, they beat the Steelers. Remember mm-hmm. everyone was like, Whoa, like, yeah. I mean, the giants kind of have that. I feel like, I feel like, Babel's a great coach. He's showing that over the past three weeks. He's a bad football team. They're a bad football team. They were a bad football team last year that overachieved roster-wise. I'm not saying they're still a few years away. They got some good young players. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to ask you, Jihei, because Saquon, you know, you're going to have to pay him. Do you let Rams. him walk? Uh, you know what? I was all for Saquon last season, keeping him, wanting him, telling everybody to pay him. I'm good. Josh Madonna, buy Saquon. Let's get somebody else. Yeah, because you got to pay other positions. No, in the yeah. NFL, there's like a hard. It's not like the Dodgers, you know, the Yamamoto, Otani, like Boss <laughs> now. They have everybody, the All Star team, all the Dodgers. Well, hey. But that's baseball, right? In the NFL, there's like the, there's a hard cap, so it's like mm-hmm. it's yeah. different. You can't pay Sa- you pay Saquon all that money for what? Well, listen, they paid Daniel Jones all that money for that no reason. The that's their. That's that, the problem. That, yeah, so now you can't pay Saquon. Yeah. Because you so paid Daniel Jones all that money. I 100% agree with you. First and foremost, should have never, ever paid for that contract. Because well, we all knew that. Anybody with a brain knew that Daniel Jones wasn't you would, good. You would think that, but they're, everybody's sitting there going, like, you got to pay him. He's your quarterback. For Why? Because he, he, he can't even read defenses. He literally looks at coverage, and then he runs if he can't see anybody wide open. I mean, It's literally so, from last season. It's from last season and how well he did. And they how won well their he defense. Fought. Their defense played well. I'm not debating that. Uh, again, I'm on your side with this. I'm on your side with this. I, I did not want to pay him that much. If this, this That's above my pay grade, but if it were up to me, I would have never given you know him this contract. Him? You know who convinced him to pay him is Eli, because doesn't he come from that, that Eli-type type tree? He does. He comes from the homies before. Yeah, so th- well, that's no, so they were coached by the same. They were coached by the same coach. And they're not going to say no to Eli. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll pay yeah. him. Eli's right. Like It was a mistake, yeah. though. They're going to drop the quarterback. They're going to drop I, So I've been saying, what have I been saying all year long? All year long to you guys. I have wanted Penix for all year long. You're going to no. get him. Hands all off. I He's a Ram. So Hands off. No. You guys you know don't deserve it. We, we haven't won a ring in forever. You know what's crazy? It. It's it's kind of the same thing, GA. I know we don't have much time here, but it's kind of the same thing how a lot of people are going to lose their jobs because they don't want to admit Brock Purdy. They, they didn't scout him correctly, and he's actually really good. It's going to be the same thing, but to a lesser extent with Penix, because people are saying he's going to fall to the second round. I'm like, dude, he's the second best quarterback in this draft behind Caleb Williams. Like, if you just look at the tape, like he is the second best, and he's going to fall to the second round almost. That is crazy. That's don't put that out me. there. Don't don't send this out there because then you know, now the Rams won't have a chance. People are going to lose no, their jobs. Bro. Let him drop to the second round. <laughs> Stats and Bennett was such a bad pick. <laughs> That's such a bad pick. <laughs> he, he Isn't he still on your IR? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, we don't know what he's doing. I, I don't know what what his situation is, but he's, he's away from Georgia. Team, so. He's never yeah. got retired, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, yay, good for him. He picked up <laughs> his check. He pulled the Steve Nash on the Lakers. Picked up his check and walked out. <laughs> well, hey, you know, Lakers fans that, will never like money. Steve Nash because of that. <laughs> hey, grab grab that money, man. Do, do I guess do you like get it where you can because you're not. They drafted him. Not his fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I can't even imagine, like, if, if we don't get him, I'm going to be so mad. This is going to be worse than the Micah Parsons no pick. Like, if uh-huh. we don't get Pettix, like, I don't know if Arash showed you guys that that f- photo in, of me yelling. If we don't get Pettix, 
I, I don't think I can watch football next year. I hope year. he's not a I, Seahawk I, or Ram. I want him out of my division because he's good. I disagree. Right, well, <laughs> well, um, that, we got to leave it there for now, you guys. Uh, that's all she wrote at the current moment in time. Let's do this again to Mato. Same crew, same time, go. Um, for all those out there, this is the Arashmar Cosby Show. Thanks, stay safe, and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.